Hey everyone, welcome to the Oregon Libertarian Podcast. My name is Will Hobson. Uh, I'm here today with uh, two of the leaders in the uh, group called Free Oregon. Uh, and uh, yeah, Free Oregon is also a group I uh, am a part in, although I haven't been quite as active lately. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe we could get uh, Ben here. Uh who's been in Free Oregon, I think, since pretty much the beginning to explain what uh, Free Oregon is and uh, how it got started. Hey, Will, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I've been with Free Oregon, not since the beginning, but I followed it kind of since it started. Um, ben Edel founded it and was basically a small business from what he has described to us, a coffee shop in the Portland area. Um, and with the mandates in place and the riots that were going on uh, during Portland, um, his business was suffering. So he decided to uh, start this organization and stand up for some of our civil rights and freedoms along medical mandates and just the right to do business in general. Um, so that's where I kind of got my place into it. I'm married to a nurse and... Uh, she was being pressured extremely hard from some of her employers. I won't mention names on here, but um, we were looking for somebody that was like-minded and this organization uh, stood out to us. And after a while of following and interacting, they uh, reached out to me and asked me to be a director. And that's when I got involved. And since then we've uh, kind of changed our tactics a little bit. We're still heavily involved in medical freedom lawsuits, uh, but now we've added a few other uh, gears to our wheelhouse, should I say. So hopefully that answers a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Base, uh, <clears throat> I, I think, uh, yeah, Free Oregon was kind of unique in this, uh, it was like an organization. Uh, uh, one of the organizations that kind of sprung up, you know, uh, after the lockdowns that really championed, you know, coalitions and, you know, working, you know, across party lines um, to, you know, fight for a common cause, you know, uh, I, I was really impressed by how welcoming, although Free Oregon is, does have a, a pretty, leans pretty heavy in the conservative, uh, you know, bent, it, it, it's also very welcoming of pretty much anyone from the political spectrum. I was welcomed as a libertarian. Uh, I know members of the Green Party were welcomed. People changed political, even changed political affiliations during this time. They, 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 some people came over from different parties to different parties, but everyone, no matter what your, <clears throat> your political, you know, uh, party you, uh, represent, uh, you, you affiliated with, but was welcome to, to speak and talk and, uh, organize. And, uh, I always really appreciated that about free Oregon. Thanks. Will. yeah, we, um, we strive to be nonpartisan. Um, although a lot of our concerns lean, like you say, to the right, uh, because the left has gone so far left. So <laughs> I'd like to say we're a little bit more centered, but yes, we do allow and encourage everybody from all different parties to come along and step up with us and, and fight for freedoms because freedoms is not a party thing. It's a, it's more of a, it's, it's a duty for us. And me being a former veteran or a veteran, a former soldier uh, in the military, 
Um, that's something I hold dear to my heart. Um, and I know as the Libertarian Party where you guys stand with uh, war and all that, and I agree with a lot of uh, the Libertarian principles, and so does Free Organ. We're not into waging mass wars on countries and um, all that. We're here to stand up for the citizens of the United States. And, and whatever that looks like, um, we've branched across uh, multiple organizations in the state, uh, Oregon Natural Resource and Industry, um, Medical Freedom, Oregonians for Medical Freedom, uh, People's Rights, uh, the Mises Caucus, uh, the Republican Party. We do have some Democrats that's come around and, and said hi to us and participated in a lot of rallies. Um, we've had some that's actually switched parties and gone independent. Uh, so, yeah, we're made up of a lot of different things. We have faith believers and um, people who don't, and that's okay. We're not here to... Um, pick on people or what they believe. We're just here to empower people. So well, that's great. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, Gabe, mm -hmm. uh, do you want to tell us how you came to be in free Oregon? Um, well, I, I came about in free Oregon after the medical mandate for government employees happened. And that was October 18th, uh, 2021. I applied for a religious exemption and, uh, you know, I'd always been involved in watching politics, but never really been um, active in it. And uh, so I applied for the religious exemption because I'm a Christian and uh, I didn't want to be forced to take the, the COVID-19 shot. And, uh, you know, I wrote up a pretty good thing and turned it in and, they brought me into HR and they said, well, we just don't believe you believe in God and you're fired. And I asked them, I said, so you guys, I work for a school district and they said, you know, so I asked them, you guys tout all the time, the separation between church and state. How can you possibly be a religious authority on what I believe and what I don't believe? And they looked at me like all freaked out. And they're like, we still don't believe you. You're fired. So that was kind of the, the point where I decided to get involved. And within about a month, uh, I had known about Free Oregon, but I just jumped right in. Anything and everything that I could do, uh, it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And, um, you know, I, uh, I just knew, you know... I did a lot of self-reflection after that. And I, you know, it was like, okay, are we going to leave? Are we just going to leave the state and just get out of here? You know, I, I, I'm married and I have three kids and, and I was like, are we just going to leave? And all I can think of in my mind was, is if we don't stop this assault on freedom now here, it's only going to follow us wherever we go. So I chose to stay and fight. I ran for office this last year in 2022, and I live in Washington County. Um, I became a PCP this last year, and now I'm elected PCP. I was uh, just mm -hmm. recently voted in as the vice chair for the Washington County Republican Party. Uh, so I'm involved with election integrity. Um, I'm also involved with... Anything and everything having to do with schools, uh, whether or not that's school choice, 
with the medical freedom for kids, anything having to do with the kids. Cause you know, we, um, we're supposed to be passing on something better to them. Right. I mean, that's the whole goal is to pass on something better than you found it. And right now with what's going on with, uh, with indoctrination and the propaganda that they're putting forth in schools, it, it it's just got to stop. Cause if it doesn't, we're going to have a whole generation of P of young people that are just going to be brainwashed and we have the opportunity to stop it now. So now's the time to fight. And that's why I'm in the fight. And Gabe, can you tell me again uh, or explain for our audience what, what a, uh, PCP is or uh, okay so uh, with the different uh, okay so with the Republican Party and the Democrat Party uh, with registered voters you are allotted um, precinct committee persons okay and there's a based on um, your precincts within your county and they're broken up by like how many voters are in that precinct. And so uh, depending on how many registered Democrats or registered Republicans there are, you're allowed to get, you're allowed to have so many people basically being the voice of the party. It's, it's actually um, the, you know, Everybody always wants to fix stuff from the top down. Oh, elect new people. Oh, do this or do that. It's it's not really uh, the way that um, it works. And people uh, kind of don't understand that the way that the influence works is if you want to change the the platform or the way that the, you know, party works, whether or not, um, I mean, I really don't know how uh, the libertarian party works, but I know how the Democrat and Republican party works. And if you want to change the platform, the first thing that you would need to do is become a PCP. PCPs, precinct committee persons, vote in who they want to be their elected leadership for the county. Then that county then gets sent to the for the state delegation uh, for meetings or elections or anything else like that. And on voting on, you know, like, do we want to take a stance on this? You know, whatever it may be. Right now, the Republican uh, National Committee is going to have uh, their election for the new chair here this Friday. So the people that get sent to the state then in turn elect leadership, meaning the chair for the state, the vice chair, uh, national committee man, national committee woman, and a treasurer and secretary. Well, the only voting members are the national committee man, the national committee woman, and the chair of the state. So then they go to the, to the national convention and they elect who's going to be the representation of the party. So if it's not good from the beginning and you're not a you're not electing good people to be your voice then the platform in the end in the national level won't be good so it really starts at the pcp level by affecting the change in your local area like if you want something to change if you want the party to have a different stance that's the way 
to do it. And across the nation, people are kind of figuring that out. Um, there is a there's a, a big battle between old guard and the new guard where people want to come in and be involved now. And the old guard doesn't want to give up their ways. So it's uh, it's a pretty it's pretty trying time. You know, there's there's a lot of decisions to be made on the direction that we will be going. Yeah. And I, that was actually something I wanted to ask you, like how uh, Free Oregon has been received uh, in the Republican Party, because I know a lot of people got like you and and Ben got activated uh, after the lockdowns and kind of, you know, and, and me too. I, I definitely became pretty sure at this point we're all activists for life now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I'm curious to see, like, I, I know uh, they're yeah, free Oregon and the Republican party, uh, at least the old guard. I haven't always seen eye to eye. I'm curious as to how um, all, all of you free Oregon people have been received in the Republican party. You know, I have uh, I have some people, um, even in my county, that absolutely despise me because I know Ben Edel. I've never done anything to them. Never even had a altercation where we were arguing about something. Nothing. But they just dislike me because they don't like. Um, they don't like Ben Edel. And it's kind of unfortunate that people draw lines like that because, you know, we're all trying to fight for the same thing here. And um, just because you don't like someone doesn't mean that you can't work with them, especially if it's about freedom. You know, it's about you being able to make the own, your own choices in your own life. We only have one life, you know, and, and it's nothing but a billion choices, you know, and we get to choose what we want and you can have anything in this life and no one can tell you that you can't. You just have to want it. And I just don't see how people act like that. I understand why the old guard acts like that. The old guard acts like that because they don't want to give up their power. And then in this state, it's literally the power over nothing. And that's what I call it because we're so behind in the ability to have any influence in this state because it's been 35 years of Democrat rule. So, you know, it's really is the power over nothing. You, you, you get to sacrifice your, as a Republican, you, if you're elected, you get to sacrifice something for your constituents so that you can play ball with the Democrats and, and think about this, you know, just, this is, this is just a, a perspective, the way that I look at it, everybody that's elected in office, that's a Republican right now has only known Democrat control. They've never known it another way from your local agencies to the OHA, to the DOJ, they've only known that control, that Democrat control. So they only know how to play ball with the Democrats. They don't know how to act like Republicans. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate because I wish they would take a harder stance. I wish nationally Republicans would take a harder stance. But, you know, some of that 
learning how to play ball is going on in the national level too. And it doesn't serve the people. You know, we should come first. It's service. It's not a job for life. It's supposed to be service. You're supposed to serve your community. You want to make it better. The reason why you're doing it and you're, you're choosing to serve the community is because you want to make it better, not to make yourself have a job where you get ridiculous benefits for the rest of your life, or you get to be there for 40 years. You know, I, I just, I just wish people yeah. would be more involved with the choices that are being made about their lives and they're no, just that's... not. And it sucks. Will. yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I, I'm I'm hoping though that we've activated the one percent of society that's gonna activate the other like nine percent that's gonna activate more. So like I, I'm hoping this snowballs. But uh, uh I wanna uh, ask you, Ben, um, you know, uh do you do you see um because I, I'm actually uh really dialed in. I, I do a lot of coalition work with a lot of different groups. I do it with, you know, I did it with Free Oregon with, and I work with like Republicans and this, this group on like a common, you know, coalition issue, like medical freedom. Um, I, I reach out to like groups like the People's Party and, and like the Green Party and the Green Party in Oregon is super interesting. There are, there are fault lines along that party where they've, they've had, you know, confrontations with each other. And I can definitely see the from my perspective the fault line is authoritarian versus anti-authoritarian like did you did you get behind our government and support you know x y and z or did you take a dissident you know view on something and you know you know fight for you know a you know what you believe in as far as you know like liberty and you know human rights and uh do do you see that fault line in the republican party uh is is that there Ben? Our fault line, um, I don't know if it's more of a fault line or more if it's a, a changing within the party because what we have now, I guess a fault line would be a good example. Uh, you have two different layers uh, where we've split, but you have what Gabe was leading to. You have what we call either established or the old guard, and then you have people like Gabriel and I who are in the party to bring positive change, to get rid of the old way of doing business uh, and just compromising at every little whim in the state, especially it's not that way everywhere, but there's definitely um, some, some rift going on. It's more of a, 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 a sorting of wheat and chaff would be a better description. Um, we are holding people that, run for office accountable uh, in those positions. So if you are a Republican and we put your name um, under our endorsement, uh, we're definitely going to hold you very much accountable to whatever you uh, told your constituents in the, um, the running of the elections. So there's that. Uh, and a lot of the old guard does not like that. That's why you see the money uh, being controlled at the highest levels, not coming down to our state, to our party. Uh, they're not backing uh, grassroots candidates, I would say. And they do run interference in our ground game campaigning um, overall. And that's in 
every little party that's established within the Republican Party. So if you have your uh, natural resources or um, medical freedom, there's going to be a little bit different thinking uh, because there's a lot of people that it's involved in the party. So I know that of some establishment that preferably wants to force vaccines on people and preferably wants them to wear masks. Um, and you can see that in the legislation who, who did not, who did nothing. Um, and so our position is to challenge them and point that out and change it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I will say, uh, you know, some of the more fun things that I, I've seen Free Oregon uh, do, they, they've done a lot of events uh, around Oregon uh, during the lockdowns. There was the, the mask burning downtown, and that was that was a circus. Um, the, and I remember some <laughs> very interesting interactions with some of our, our counter-protesters at that one. Uh, I, uh, I remember the... Um, the mask uh, walk-in at the Clackamas Mall where we all just went at once and they they were just so overwhelmed. They just said, fine, then <laughs> let us buy things. And uh, that was, uh, you know, I really liked those kind of civil disobedience, um, you know, uh, protests that, that Free Oregon put on. And uh, I, I'll, I'll probably always have uh, some good vibes on, on that. And uh uh, towards the organization. I think that was really important to do. And it, it really planted a flag for certain people being like, you can stand up to these things. You don't have to go along with it. There are people who vehemently uh, disagree with what is being done in our state towards our civil liberties. And uh, as a libertarian, obviously I'm very pro civil liberties. So I was really happy to see other people besides libertarians stand up for that stuff. Um, um, yeah. So um Let's talk about what you guys think. Um, um, what 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 do you guys see going forward for uh, Free Oregon? Um, they again, they were really good uh, for a couple of years, throwing different events, uh, getting people uh, together, and to to you know, kind of with for common cause, you know, and, and to have you know really good speakers at these smaller rallies. Um, and uh, also uh, where I got to have my kind of like a dangerous radicalization uh, <laughs> like literature available, which I appreciated. Uh, dangerous liber libertarian literature. Uh, so I appreciate that. But um, as far as what uh, Free Oregon do uh, is doing going forward, I know you guys are really involved in uh, lawsuits. Uh, uh, how are those going right now first? So... We have several lawsuits going uh, from two different attorneys, Tyler Smith and his firm out of Canby um, holds the majority of the lawsuits from what I understand. Uh, they're, they're most of the medical freedom lawsuits. And as a matter of fact, Goodwill settled last week um, out of public eye. I haven't been given much description, but I talked to, um, that was actually under Stephen Jonkis, not uh, Tyler Smith, but uh, that suit just recently settled. And so maybe we'll find out a little more information on that. But that was due to a man that had a mask exemption and he went into Goodwill and they basically kicked him out of the store, made a big scene. Um, so during that time, we were looking for people to sign up and 
he happened to get the attorney's attention because he had a written letter from his doctor saying he should not wear a mask and uh, Goodwill decided to settle. So that's one of our wins. Uh, we've had a few others that are still in court limbo. It's going to take uh, years probably to resolve some of these. And I think a lot of it has to do with the national level, what's going to the Supreme Court. Um, and then we all know that our courts here are uh, pretty much rigged. There's no other way to describe it. We have governor appointees sitting at the highest level, uh, nobody really representing the conservative uh, balance of that side of the judicial system. Uh, so you see that with like Portland running rampant and stuff like that, uh, not enforcing laws that are already on the books and stuff. So we will... We're not picking up any new medical mandate lawsuits at this time. We're not picking up really any lawsuits at this time because um, we are maintaining the ones that we do have. And quite frankly, just to be brutally honest, uh, everybody was all geared up for, for uh, fighting for freedom um, prior to March 17th when we threw the big rally at the Capitol. And, uh, you know, when the masks were still enforced and, Everybody was feeling uh, pressured. People would show up and people were donating. And then after they hid, they voted in the mandate as permanent so that they could use it as an emergency use at any given point. Most Oregonians don't even realize that it's still there uh, at any given point. They can call it back into place. Um, but when that happened, the funding of the medical mandate lawsuits dried up. And so anybody that knows anything about using attorneys, uh, the cheapest attorney is going to be from $250, $300 an hour and going way up from there. Uh, and a lot of our attorneys have done a lot of pro bono uh, work on that. And so they're driving up bills. And so we've made decisions as leadership to not take on any more of those suits until we get some, uh, some wins in our belt uh, that way. And then we also have, let's see, we have another lawsuit that Jonkis, but he's not filing that through Free Oregon. He's filing that under his own uh, firm uh, that he made with that client, which is another mask mandate violation through a high school here. I think it was Nelson High School. Um, we have the press release released on our page today on Facebook. So Y'all can go read that uh, Jonkis' okay. exact words. But um, basically, the kid was kicked off of a sports team for not wanting to wear a mask. And so they have been served and, and other people in that. We're, we've uh, learned how to file these lawsuits now. So we're not just um, getting dismissed right at the filing. So um, in some of these cases, they may be very big later on. Um, it's just something to be continued with for sure. Um, let's see what other lawsuits we got, Gabe, off the top of your head. Um, well, the, we, we got the one that, that should be going to the Ninth Circuit Court with the medical freedom. Um, other than that, um, I think Ben has a lawsuit with his Best Buy, um, getting kicked out of, uh, Best Buy for not wearing a mask during Christmas time. And, uh. Yeah, no, one of the other focuses that um, we're um, definitely looking at right now is school boards. You know, um, the voter turnout in school boards is ridiculously low. 
And it really only takes a little bit of get out the vote to actually change a school board. And when, you know, uh, we just, uh, in Tiger Tualatin, where I live, um, we had a school board member that was uh, living in the state of Colorado. And he, that's illegal uh, per the ORSs plus per the board, it's illegal. There's so many different ways that it was illegal. Anyways, so what happened was he got elected in 2021. Okay. School board races always happen in the off years. And usually they split the board up so that that way half of them are up uh, in uh, one year. And then two years later, the other half are up and then vice versa because it's a four-year seat. So he got elected in 2021. His name was Marvin Lynn. And after he got elected, almost immediately after he got elected, he interviewed for a position within the same year to be a dean of something at Colorado U. And um, about a year later, he hadn't even been in office for a year, he got the job, announced it in the school board, and he had the opportunity to stay on per the rules he could stay on and ret- and and leave at a later date but once he left the state and changed his voter registration he was no longer eligible to be on that board but what the school board wanted to do was keep him on the board and this is the reason why because if they could make it to right now where School board, people want to run for school board, they can file up until I think it's March 16th. Once that filing deadline closes, if he resigned after that, they would have had the opportunity to appoint somebody for the next two years of his term. But since we put a lot of pressure on him and got him to resign, um, they had to appoint somebody for the next six months and now the rest of his two years on his seat is going to be in this May's election. So, you know, and I mean, you got uh, one person on that board is an elected House of Representatives of the state. So there's there's really when you when you look at it, there's really a lot of corruption in like nepotism. This guy that we got to resign his own son is on the board as the student council something or other i mean tell me that that's not nepotism anyways the the fact is is that even at the lowest levels of government school board it still is corrupt all the way through this state and the only way we're ever going to change it is if we get people off the couch you got to get off the couch and do something. You, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you want to fight for a libertarian cause. You want to fight for a Republican cause. And even if it's a Democrat cause, as long as it's for somebody to have freedom, I don't even care. Just get off and fight for something because, or else they're going to make the decision for you. If you want to do something about it, get off the couch. Yeah, I forget which um, very uh, well-known uh, philosopher said this, but is they saying like if you 
those who choose to ignore uh, civics are doomed to be ruled by their inferiors, you know, <laughs> and I definitely feel like most politicians are the inferior of just about anybody. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, so I guess, um, yeah, where do you guys see Free Oregon in, in the 2024 elections? Like, I know Free Oregon also does uh, candidate endorsements and, and and is willing to do it not for, for any political party. Um, is, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you want to serve the people, yeah. if you want to be for the people, you know, we will absolutely endorse you. Yeah. If you want to be for the establishment, if you want to be for the controlling of the people, then no, you're never going to get the endorsement from Free Oregon. Nope. So we'll be doing that again. And one of the things that we want to do is, uh, you know, for 2024, we really want to um, – we kind of got in late in the game on the 2022 uh, primary. Um, a lot of people didn't really, you know, know who candidates were on, on whether or not that this person was good over this person. And, you know, when you're choosing your own party, you know, it, uh, it, it makes a difference. So I think what we're going to try to do we talked about this after the primary and what we really need to do is put out a, you know, a freedom, you know, candidate endorsement guide, like, you know, whether or not that's a bunch of questions, whether or not, you know, um, that's uh, Hey, we give out, uh, you know, our endorsement on something after we do an interview, we post the interviews online so that people can see if, if, People don't want to get interviewed by a grassroots uh, organization. Um, what does that tell you? Does that mean that they're just establishment and that they won't do that? Um, the grassroots movement's growing. You know, um, I know you know that, Will, because uh, the amount of people that have been coming to the Libertarian Party over the last two years is extraordinary. And, and that's only because... They want something grassroots. They're tired of the establishment. They're tired of being ruled by the same people and, and they want different leadership and they're willing to fight to get it any way that they can. So um, people were very hungry for that in this primary. I, I can't count the numbers of phone calls that I received um, saying, well, who's this person? Should I vote for him? And all this other stuff. And, you know, the reason why people are calling me is because they knew that I was plugged in and I knew, you know, this is good. This is bad. Or this person did this, or this person got money from this, you know? And so I, I fielded a lot of questions and I think that, you know, having a real grassroots how-to guide on, Hey, you know, this person's taking money from this. I, do you want to support that? That kind of stuff. People want to see that kind of stuff because that's not that's not out there, you know. And we need to we need to fill that void. Yeah, well, I uh, want to let you guys know that uh, I'm, I'm pretty positive that Free Oregon would be very welcome to come to the our uh, convention in May. So uh, the Oregon, the Libertarian Party of Oregon's convention in May, and uh, yeah, if you guys want to have a table and talk there, I'm sure that would be great. I definitely like to uh, 
you know, help uh, facilitate your guys' ability to uh, reach candidates in our party and maybe endorse a few. I, I pr- pretty much everyone from the Libertarian Party probably would be a uh, a good a good endorsement of for free Oregon. You can rest easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, but yeah, um, well, great. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm so glad that I I got to uh, to know you two uh, and work with you in Free Oregon. I think uh, Free Oregon's uh, a really unique uh, organization. I love coalitions. I love it when we're like there's something more important than our party affiliation and. Uh, we're all want to, you know, kind of row in the same direction towards liberty. So, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, anything? Anything you guys want to plug? I um, I agree with you, Will, on the fact of the coalitions. You know, the number one way that they maintain the control over us is by keeping us divided into our own little boxes. When we can work all together across party lines or across ideologies. They lose control and we win. And that's what we have to do. For sure. I agree with that 100%. It's, um, we've got to put our differences aside and band together and, and just fight for we the people. Fight for your families. And um, whatever that looks like, just stepping up and encouraging your, your friends, your, your family. Uh, lots of people's minds are changing here lately. Uh, I don't know if you're watching Twitter, Will, but uh, the tides are changing. So uh, we've got to take that that momentum and apply it to the next elections. We need uh, the elections accountable. There's a lot of questions that we have with the Secretary of State. There's many things going on, and that's a libertarian issue also, election integrity. So I think there's lots of things that we can reach across those lines and bridge and then become a unified front against all this crap. Um, so anybody that wants to have us come and be part of that we would definitely do so and uh we offer the same extension to you guys great great yeah if, if anyone's interested in learning more about it yeah you can go to freeoregon.us um free Oregon's also on twitter uh on instagram and facebook i think still you guys haven't been banned off facebook yet have you we're trying every day will try <laughs> awesome all right well take it easy guys uh so nice to talk to you uh and uh yeah if you guys if i, I will say call in is an awesome place to host a, a podcast really easy if you guys free oregon wanted to start a podcast uh that would this is a this is a really good um platform for yeah it, i think so. i like this this is a pretty neat little platform so. I, I agree. I, I like it too. This is awesome. Yeah, and it, it gets kicked out on an RSS feed to all the the podcast apps too. So like app, you know, Apple Podcasts and uh, you know all the other places, you know that uh, yeah that take the podcast feed and distribute it out there. So it's uh and it's free. So I'm, I'm imagine they're going to do something to it in the future to monetize it pretty heavily. But for now, we. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, all right. again, thanks for coming on uh, on the show. Uh, take it easy, guys. I'll I'll definitely hopefully see you all soon. And uh, yeah, thank you again so much for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. Well.